0: Hello and welcome to the B2B Marketing Podcast. My name is Lucy Gilman. I'm Deputy Editor at B2B Marketing and I'll be your host. I'm joined today by Sharper's MD and founder Russ Powell. On today's episode, we'll discuss how they won gold for best demand or lead generation campaign at the B2B Marketing Awards. So Russ, first things first, could you tell us a bit about yourself and Sharper?
1: Yeah. Hi Lucy. Thanks very much for, for having me on. So yeah, a bit about myself. So I've I've spent uh, the entirety of my career um, as a B2B marketer, um, working for a variety of large and small organisations. Uh, some you will have definitely heard of, some you definitely won't have heard of. Um, so um, yeah, and I spent the first 12, 13 of my 13 years of that career on the client side, um, and then launched Sharper um in early 2020, uh, in the midst of a a global pandemic, which was great fun. So um, uh, it's kind of a a story for another time, but I was connected to um, Dom Hawes on LinkedIn, who's the um, CEO of our parent company, Selby Anderson, Um, a a quick flurry of messages and and phone calls and was offered the opportunity by Selby Anderson to to launch Sharper, um, which which we did. And so it's gone from me sat on my bed with a laptop in the midst of a lockdown to now being uh, a a multi award winning uh, agency working with um, multinational firms, working, delivering campaigns globally um, and um, delivering on our our promise of um, creating uh, fresh ideas and firepower for our clients.
0: Thing. and obviously as I said we're here to unpack how Sharper won gold at the B2B Marketing Awards so just to kick things off could you tell us a bit about the campaign how it came about and what were some of the core goals going into it?
1: Sure so yeah we were working with uh, NetApp and Proact on on the campaign and the core goal really is is for the campaign and always is, ab- is about grasping the audience's attention um, in a in a meaningfully different way um, We had Halloween coming up as that time of year um, and various Halloween campaigns always get run, which include tortured puns that spooktacular and scarily different and all kinds of stuff like that. So we were thinking, what can we do that is really different, but is also going to attract that decision maker attention in a different creative, inventive way, but then also tease up a follow up conversation around solutions products and business challenges that people are looking for so yeah the yeah the core goal was really around finding that mechanism that creative device to really grab people's attention and drive the the roi and the revenue off the back of that for for both netapp and proact
0: Mm. and as you said creativity is clearly at the heart of the campaign ho- Halloween Horror Classics but why the use of horror films and can you tell us a bit about the films that you put in the campaign?
1: Sure, yeah, so obviously Halloween is a big time for all things scary and um, horror films generally um, are tied to that that Halloween period so we were looking at um, we were kind of really looking at the audience we were going after and we were, we were really looking to get in front of that techie... Um, IT, not necessarily top level decision maker, but IT um, on the ground decision maker. Um, And we did some we, we did really detailed research and profiling on okay, what do these people look like? What do they like? What are their interests, hobbies? Where do they go for information, things like that. And we We worked with both Proact and NetApp to interview existing customers. We went off and did our own research as well. And what kept on coming back was, and I mean this in the most positive way possible, is these guys, and it's generally guys, that that in in these IT roles are quite nerdy. um, And film, science fiction, horror, things like that, there's a massive correlation between that Nerdy side of things, and I'm a big nerd myself as well. Um, and we thought, okay, we're we on to something here in terms of um using horror films and that horror genre as a way of talking about things in a different way.
0: And these nerds that you speak about, it seems to me when you talk about horror films, that's a stereotype. Were you just jumping off a stereotype and that played out? How did that profiling work and how did that blend of work and play, how did the audience really respond to that mix of worlds?
1: Yeah, I think it's, and I think the thing is, that w- which often gets um, forgotten about, especially in B2B, is that when people are working, they don't turn off who they are as a person. They don't suddenly log onto their laptop and they turn into Business Bot 4000. Like They still are a living, breathing, emoting individual so there's no reason that you can't approach campaigns and approach how you talk to those people even if it's about a business subject in a different emotive emotional creative way so that really came out of the the profile and it's really just it's just about treating people like people sure you want to talk to them about cloud solutions or data migrations or things like that but you still you're talking to a human you're talking to an individual and people don't generally tend to react all that positively when you go hey do you want to buy some hyper-converged ultra-optimized bleeding edge solutions they just turn off because they've heard it all before but if you can if you can show and demonstrate it's like okay we we get who you are as a human as an individual we understand where your head's at in terms of challenges and what you're looking to do and by the way we can do all that in a really creative eye grabbing attention grabbing way that's what really set set up the campaign for success
0: and this sounds really silly but this treating your audience like they're humans and they're not business bots do you think that's something that in b2b we've historically struggled with and if so why
1: absolutely it's something b2b struggle and that was really Kind of the the, the the driver to found and launch Sharper as well. So I, I spent my whole career working in marketing on in, in B2B tech. and as such, our, our mission as an agency as Sharper is to make B2B more creative, more valued and more commercially successful. The creativity side of things, everybody is quite scared. In B2B, I think they're scared of offending people, they're scared of standing out and doing things differently. But if you blend in with everybody else, everyone's got a blue logo, everyone uses the same stock imagery, everyone talks in the same way, then you're not going to stand out and be meaningfully different. And the only way you can do that is by being creative, by thinking differently and approaching things in different ways. So we always try and inject stuff with creativity. I think the the value piece is around whenever there are cost cutting measures that need to be made by an organization marketing is normally first on the chopping block because it's seen as a cost center not as a profit driver and I mean I've been I've been made redundant five times in in my career um and but all of those have led on to 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 better things but I've I've been there you see that mark and marketers aren't necessarily valued as they should be by their organizations. And that's also tied to the third part of what we do, which is the, the focus on making things more commercially successful. Because if people can, if, you, if marketing can deliver ROI, it can deliver results, it can deliver pipeline, that then increases the value of marketing for the business, which means that marketers are then valued and not first on the chopping block when cost cutting measures need to be made and then you do that by being more creative and approaching things in a different way um so yeah I'll get off my soapbox but that's kind of really the the driver behind why we do what we do
0: as an agency amazing and just jumping off that I think one of the things that really stands out to me about the campaign as someone from a content editorial background is the story of it and it's inherently simple you have your real world problem that's been taken to this hollywood horror level heights you have a clear cta to meet the film stars net app and proact it's like your stereotypical hill hill and villain hero villain horror story but it's told in like a super playful fun and tongue-in-cheek way was that something was that story something you were really conscious of going into the campaign and coming up with the with the campaign
1: yeah absolutely because stories are innately human as well and we always talk about engaging people as people and like I think we could sit here and we could easily recount the story of um Goldilocks and the Three Bears, probably a book we've not read for decades but that story arc of what happens when is how we learn and how we recall information and You probably won't remember something you read a day ago but you will remember stuff that is a story that has that logical logical progression through it and I mean not to get too meta and things like that but it's it goes way back to ancient times as well like stories are they're they're always there they're always how information was conveyed and how people were taught and how stuff was passed on before the written word before anything like that so a story is vital to communicating communicate anything and it's, it's even as simple as has it got a beginning a middle and an end like what do you want to achieve what's the challenge how do you achieve it and because we were talking about Stories as part of the story as well obviously we had the the four films that we that we, that we reimagined so it was um, uh, Blair Witch project, um, Dawn of the Dead, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers and When a Stranger Calls were the four original films that we took and each of those have a story as well. so what we did was we we mapped the story of the film, to what we wanted to say around the challenge and the proposition that we wanted to get across to people and as you say that was all then wrapped up within the story of a film launch as well so this film's coming it's about this you go see the film um and this happens after it as well so yeah I guess it was kind of wheels within wheels there were stories within stories within stories and I think that really helped to um Again, capture that human side of of what we're looking to do and and really make people sit up and pay attention.
0: Great. So let's move on to the results of the campaign. Now, these were obviously phenomenal, seeing more than five hundred thousand LinkedIn impressions and generating a pipeline of more than three point two five million without really breaking the bank. Naturally, these results speak for themselves to the success of Sharper and the campaign itself, but to me, they tell a larger story about the importance of creativity in b2b that when we run campaigns that are fun that are playful that push the bounds of what we're used to we see the results and this creativity is arguably something that we lack in b2b but especially more in right brain sectors like tech is that something you would agree with
1: Yeah, obviously I'm going to agree with you that creativity (laughs) is important because it's all part and parcel of what we do. But I think in terms of delivering the results and driving ROI off a campaign, a campaign or any marketing activity for that matter is only as good as its execution. You can have the best, most wonderful, groundbreaking idea, creative thinking you can ever have But if you can't get it in front of the people that you need to get it in front of, it's going to wither and die. And I think in terms of the execution of the campaign, that was where really tight collaboration between us and Proact as as the lead client um, was vital. So we were in continual dialogue between Sharper and Proact all through the build phase of the campaign even going down into the the minute detail of okay we need this font in the little text down the bottom of the the posters here and things like that but that then fed into the execution of the campaign as well so it it was actually a pretty much solely driven through social it was pretty much solely driven through linkedin um but we worked really closely with with Proact with the team there on the sequencing of posts how things were followed up how things were interacted with as well and not forgetting this campaign ran in five different languages too so it was created in English we then translated it into um, Dutch Swedish um, German and uh, Norwegian so it could then run in the separate um, countries in the separate regions too Um, but yeah it's, it's A campaign will live and die by its execution. And because we had that tight integration with Proact, everyone knew what was going to happen exactly and how it needed to happen as well. That's what really drove the the phenomenal results of the campaign.
0: And how did Proact and Nesap react when you approached them with this super creative, super playful campaign? Because it seems to me that's not something that perhaps naturally lends itself to B2B or to technology itself?
1: Yeah, I mean, so we've been working with, with NetApp um, more or less since since Sharper launched and we then work with NetApp's partners via them and NetApp have always been super supportive of um, driving creativity and doing things differently in that space and that then flows down to the, to the partners as well and it's all about, again, it all comes back to the individuals. It's all about the people. So we have... We have great contacts in NetApp. We had a great contact at ProAct as well who saw the benefit of it and believed in it and then they acted as the champion internally to say to the CMO or the VP of Marketing, like, look, this is going to be great. Let's just try it. Let's just give it a go. Let's just see what results it can deliver. If it doesn't work, what, what have we really lost? But because it had that support because it got the buy-in and it was then supported in the execution phase it did work um so i think it just goes to goes to demonstrate the power i guess of marketing the marketing first so you've got to market the idea internally to the client to get sign off first and foremost to then be able to then build and launch the campaign itself
0: mm. and that marketing the marketing more generally speaking how can organizations get buy-in for creativity and really get to do these creative campaigns
1: I think the position we're in we've run a lot of campaigns now so we know the the ROI and we know the stats that can be delivered so that always helps in terms of convincing as you say those right brain thinkers who need to see the numbers they need to understand the logic behind it um so yeah but i think we've we've kind of proven that this the creative approach does drive significant roi when executed properly like our average campaign roi is one to 64 i believe at the moment so for every pound invested a 64 pound of um pipeline comes out the back of it um but I, I guess I guess the real question is, if, if you're struggling to get buy-in or struggling to get people to think creatively, it's kind of the whole thing of, if you do what everyone else is doing, or if you do what you've always done, you're always going to get the same results, if not worse, because there's always diminishing returns on everything you do. The only way to drive better results, to drive growth, to do things differently and deliver results you've never delivered before is to do things you've never done before simple as that really
0: and now obviously having a campaign that's created that's amazing is only one part of the story and you need to get it in front of your audience so can you just tell us a bit about that process and more generally speaking how people reacted to halloween horror classics
1: so yeah as i said it was uh, a pretty much predominantly Um, social campaign and that was all LinkedIn um, as well so we worked really closely with the Proact team in terms of central marketing but also in the individual um, countries as well because Proact has separate um, business accounts for the different countries that they operate in and it was really just about giving um, or, or setting that timeline so that posts and content and everything would go out in, uh, in in a logical and, and impactful sequence as well. So it wasn't just about flooding people's timelines with with um, the posters and the trailers and the content and things like that. It was about cherry-picking the right moments to get that content in front of the right people. There was also, um, we kind of put in place or sort of gave guidance on how to drive pick up from individuals as well especially on LinkedIn individuals will always have much more of a reach and more of a network than a business profile would so it was about saying okay this post is going live here look out for it like share comment engage and it then becomes that I guess that snowball effect of um, driving that that reach and awareness around the campaign across social
0: amazing perfect so more generally speaking, having done the campaign, what are some of the core lessons that you learn and do you have any pieces of advice that you can pass on to our listeners and are there any things that you maybe would skip out a se- the next time around or do again?
1: Uh, I think one of the key things I learned is how hard it is to find a Norwegian translator. Yeah, They're like gold dust, you can't find them anywhere apparently. Um, but yeah, I think in, in terms of, I guess, core lessons from the campaign is that um lead with creativity because creativity is what's going to set you apart especially in B2B the 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 area that we we operate in and use that creativity to focus on people as people and what's going to engage them uh, on a human level um i think in terms of the actual the build and and execution of the campaign um we had um, we had a really like top notch designer work on the campaign for us. So invest in the the right skills and the right abilities to, to deliver on on the creativity that, that a campaign needs to have. And then I guess the other one is just really about that tight integration between agency and client to ensure that you are both aligned, you both know what's happening when and most importantly why. Um that will then help with any buy in that the client needs to get on their side. But then it also will help massively with the um with the proper execution of the campaign as well.
0: Mm, Amazing. And just to wrap things up, what does winning a B2B Marketing Award mean to Sharper? And what else do you have on the cards going into 2023?
1: Well, I will say we did actually win three awards at at the B2B Awards. (laughs) So, yeah, Uh, the the Horror Classics campaign won won gold for demand and lead gen. Uh, It also won silver for best limited budget campaign. Um, And then we also won a silver for a campaign that we ran with CloudBridge for best use of direct mail. Um I mean I I've, I've been in B2B tech my whole career so the B2B awards are basically the Oscars of of B2B marketing so um it means it means a lot it, it it's great it's great I guess prestige and it's um I guess as well showing that even though we are a young agency we can punch above our weight we can mix it with the big guys we can do what we need to do and um, and deliver the creative campaigns that, that deliver results as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of B2B marketing, always have been. Um, and um, yeah, it's just a, a wonderful, I guess, a wonderful vindication of the direction and the, the ethos of Sharper um, that that is hitting home and Doing what we know sharper can do,
0: amazing. I think I saw that you tried to put it on top of your office Christmas tree—the physical award. Uh,
1: that was one of the team. They <laughs> did try to, but the, uh, the yeah, the Christmas tree buckled uh, under the weight of it. Unfortunately,
0: we'll make ornaments for next year. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> perfect. Right. Well, I think that is the perfect place to leave it. So, thank you, Russ, for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you to Selby Anderson for letting us use their podcast space, and thank you to our audience for tuning in. If you want to find out more about what makes a gold-winning campaign, you can check out all the award-winning case studies on Propolis, B2B Marketing's exclusive community page that houses the best content and on-tap expert advice. So that's all for me. So thank you and goodbye.
1: Thank you very much.